And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday, but not today. Instead, today we veer off the path of the Book of Acts into some expository teaching in the Gospel of Mark. We examine ten obvious, somewhat obvious, kind of obvious points, and we're hoping this will be a blessing for you. If God makes it so, then it will be. First, one show, one passage, expository teaching, a unique experience. Will it go good? I sure hope so. Will it be edifying? I sure hope so. Will it work? I sure hope so. Will it matter? Nope. Won't matter at all. Next, we examine the portion of Scripture when Jesus calls the woman a little dog. How rude. How rude is that, huh? Or is it? Is there something more profound in this portion that too many of us have read and have missed? You betcha. And then finally, we examine eight different points from this one text throughout the show. Some will be obvious. Some are somewhat subtle. And the rest could be mind-blowing, life-changing insights you've been looking for in your life. That part is entirely up to the Holy Spirit of God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanity is annoying, so much more. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 how you doing? Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? What do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. You can call us, oh my, you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that phone number, you will talk to Captain Chris. Let me explain to you what it's like to talk to Captain Chris. Have you ever had a really deep sleep and then you wake up and you are fully refreshed? That's what it's like talking to Captain Chris. And then you will be... That's right. I had that happen about 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Anyway, bottom line, if you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, we want you to have that opportunity to engage with us. This is all about encouraging one another, strengthening one another, blessing one another, affirming one another, empowering one another. As the Lord's return gets closer, we want to strengthen one another 
in that process. Could get a little tough, as the Bible says, that the love of many will grow cold. We need to make sure that our love for one another, which is a witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ, stays red hot, that we're fervent in our commitment to the Lord of loving him with all our heart, soul, and heart, soul, strength, and mind, loving our neighbors, ourselves, and obeying the new commandment that Jesus gave, love one another. That's the call. So bottom line, it, and then that one another is brothers and sisters in the faith, just in case you're wondering. So bottom line is this. You reach out. We will do our best to respond. If you've got a praise report, please let us know. We want to share that with other brothers and sisters. If you've got a prayer request, we will join our faith with yours, and we'll pray and ask the Lord for help. If you've got an answer to this trivia question, that will be impressive. Here it is. Who said who said, who said, it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks? Who said that in the Bible? Old Testament, please. Or I mean, uh, not Old Testament. New King, or King James, please. I know, I was going to get there. King James, please. Book of Acts is what I meant. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr., personal friend of mine. Anyway, uh, who said that? Who said, it's hard for thee to kick against the bricks? Who said that? Joy Ann and Cordelia striking first. Good job, even though I messed it up. It's uh, from the book of Acts, if you're trying to figure it out. And then if you're really trying to hunt it down and get serious, get into Acts chapter 9. Okay, there you go. Uh, if you think you know the answer, I should probably tell you this. If you think you know the answer, you can call us at 972-445-0770. Then when you call and Captain Chris answers, get ready for an experience right there. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Who said it is hard for you to kick against the pricks? That's the question. It's in the scripture. Tell me if you can answer it. In the meantime, we're going to go to prayer because I want to pray for September. September is Noel's sister and uh, my sister-in-law. And uh, you hear some of their music, like uh, the Amazing Grace song is her and her husband and so on. So uh, let's just pray for them because she's been sick and we just want the Lord to lift her up, okay? Uh, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We acknowledge you. You are the king. You are the Lord. And we just we just love being your kids. It's so great. And we lift up September to you right now. It's not easy to be sick. It's a difficult time. And she's not able to get out of bed for right now. And we're just asking you to pour strength into her physical body, give her spirit refreshment, give her an ability to rise up and overcome this illness and to do well so that she can not just recover but get way past it so it's never even a part of her life. We just ask for your healing power to be on September's life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so I always want to make sure that you pray for, you know, everybody that is connected to you. And when you hear something, don't delay. Okay, okay I'll pray for you, dude. Okay, don't do that. Nobody likes that. Okay, don't do that. Just, you know, be straightforward and pray for people. Okay, there you go. Uh, back to the text. Do we need to do the trivia again? Do people understand? Here's the trivia question, in case you missed it. Who said in Acts chapter 9? It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Who said that? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. Where's our, where's my phone number? <laughs> there it is. What's our phone number? What is it? 
888-214-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Back to our text, single text that we're doing for the day. Here is going to be something that is just absolutely I think just fascinating. So let's go through it. Mark 7, 24. From there here, Jesus arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. He entered the house and wanted no one to know, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician, Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast out the demon from her daughter. Now, just stop, because you when you read Scripture, you think of that, and you think, wait, wasn't there a situation where this guy was telling Jesus that his kid was jumping in the water and jumping in the fire, and they couldn't control him? How did she know it was a demonic spirit? This means that this woman, to some degree, is exhibiting a spiritual discernment. She has the discernment to know that what her daughter is going through is demonic in nature. That's a very interesting observation. So it says, the Syrophoenician woman by birth, she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And so she's like, uh, a try, not trying to annoy Jesus, but trying to get through, trying to push her way through. Kind of like, you know, those you know pushy people that go to the front of the line. <laughs> It's kind of like one of those people. And then Jesus says this, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Okay? Okay. So this is where you have the world that cannot possibly conceive of what's going on in this particular circumstance. I'm going to read you a small note, and then I'm going to elaborate on it, and I'm still going to leave it hanging on purpose. You'll understand. Okay. The Jews insultingly referred to the Gentiles as dogs. Even though Jesus softens the barb by using the word for house pets instead of unclean and wild scavengers, his response still sounds harsh. In other words, Jesus didn't call her the typical word for dogs that the Jews used to call the Gentiles, which is a wild, ferocious, uh, rabid dog. Instead, Jesus calls her a pet. And you're thinking, well, wait, 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 wait. How do you know that Jesus calls her a pet? Okay. And the way that you know it is because of what Jesus says. Let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And those are little dogs, and they're in proximity for the children, and wild beasts and wild animals and wild dogs weren't in proximity to children. It's not complex. Like, okay, get that. That makes sense. And then she says something that's amazing, and this proves how discerning this woman was. And I think... When we read this story, we don't realize how insightful she is. She says to Jesus, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And we think, oh, good answer. <laughs> we think, eh. That is not what she was saying, the way that we interpret that. Just think, oh, that's just a good response. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what she was explaining because she made it very clear on something she understood 
that we may have missed. Right? So we'll take our break. Uh, trivia, by the way. Thank you, oh, Captain Chris, saving me again. Uh, who said it is hard for thee to kick against the bricks? That would be Jesus who said that to Paul when Paul couldn't figure out what was going on inside of him and all around him. And then Jesus knocked him on his keister and blinded him and said, we're going to do some work together. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, if, function in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. Uh, sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian? For everything. And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Dave, are you going to mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that th these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go. A little tougher one, but I think you guys will get this. Who said this? If it seems good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for them. Who said, if it seems good unto the king, let the king and Haman, that's right, that's how we had to learn it in Hebrew school. Let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for them. If you think you know the answer to that trivia question, you want to give us a call at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. We do want to give a shout-out because we're not sure if she'll call or not because I know it's a very special day, but it's today is Deborah's birthday. So we definitely want to say Happy birthday to Deborah. Do we have a happy birthday song? Or is it kind of that long, boring one? The long, boring one? Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's an original. Okay. Well, not really. He still got royalties on that song. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Are uh, you ready for the comedic? I got the buzzer. Okay. I thought you were going to say, what comedic? <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> These are actually pretty good. I will give you uh, – I'll just do them in order. Okay, just do it. Okay. One pastor said that his church people would be the first to go up in the rapture. When somebody asked, how could you know that? How can that be true? He gave this reason. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. All right, this one's just cute, so there's nothing, you know, anything other than that. Small boy visiting New York City for the first time went in an elevator to the top of a very tall building. As he shot past the 62nd floor at breathtaking speed, he gulped, turned to his father, and said, Dad, does God know we're coming? (laughs) Cute, cute. Okay. This one, though. This is gold. This, we should probably repeat this. This is so funny. Jesus is coming soon, perhaps tomorrow. Send $10 for tapes that will explain the second coming of Christ. Allow six weeks for delivery. (laughs) Oh, come on. Is that funny? That is funny, right? Jesus is coming soon, perhaps tomorrow. Send $10 for tapes that will explain the second coming of Christ. Allow six weeks for delivery. That happened, I, it's just hard to believe. It happened when I was in a, a, a class. They were like, well, we think he's going to come on, you know, in this year. And then they, and, and within 30 minutes, they were talking about their 10-year plans, which was like eight years past what they were. It's just like you're like going, what, what happened? <laughs> what happened to that other thing? All right, let's go back to the trivia question, keeping it as uh, simple as we can. Uh, who said this? It, if it seems good unto the king, let the king and <sighs> Amen. Come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for them. Who said that? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, 
at hemustincrease.org. Oh, somebody calling in, so we'll give them a chance. And then we'll get into this very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, this is going to be a real challenging revelation to some people who've never thought this way before. So, uh, pizza? Okay, okay. Okay. You know, that happens a couple times on our phones. Okay, because sometimes you call, and like I said, this equipment, this was around when I fell off my dinosaur. It's kind of the same thing. I'm just saying. So this time maybe somebody, somebody is calling in. This is stalling, by the way. If you're What do you do on the air? You keep talking, and then zap, they go out. Okay, nobody there. I heard breathing that time. Okay, that's better than not breathing. If they call again, just say, keep breathing, keep breathing. All right, let's go back to the text. I'm going to show you something. <laughs> right here. Uh, from there, Jesus rose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered the house and uh, wanted no one to know, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, first let the children be filled, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. She answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, but even little dogs underneath the table eat from the children's crumbs. So we have somebody who's going to, are they going to answer the trivia? Or is it yes or no? Yes? Yes, okay. and they are a person. Huh? They are a living, breathing person. Okay, they're a living, breathing person. We'll give that person an answer, then I'll come back and I'm going to explain this, because what's really important about this text is this woman was sharp as a cookie. I mean, that's probably, well, that's an old Yiddish expression. But, uh, it, like, she was very sharp, and we'll get to that in a second. Go ahead and send the person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. I love what you're expounding upon because I've been wondering about that passage myself. Well, but I do have the trivia answer. Okay, here you go. I'm going to give you the chance okay. to do that. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Who said, if it seems good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day into the banquet that I have prepared for them? Who said that? Oh, Queen Esther. What a woman. That is correct, Amanda! And, and our Deborah is like a Queen Esther. She's a brave woman. And for all the time, she calls in and guesses so correctly all the trivia. <laughs> I know. She's a great guesser. She's like one of the best guessers I've ever seen. I think it's. It might be. I'm guessing. And then she's like right 99% of the time. It's amazing. Right? And she knows her Bible. We know that. We're just playing with you, Deborah. If you're listening, we love you, girl. David, thank you. And we're praying for you as you do your defense. We are so proud of you. You're an amazing man. I, I keep appreciate up the great it. work. Yeah, thank you. Keep me in prayer. Actually, keep my wife in prayer. That's who I feel okay. sorry for the most. Okay? <laughs> great job. Thank you for the call. Okay. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Blessings. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, great job. All right. We'll go a little long because I want to make sure people understand the depth of this. So there's two major, major components to this. This woman, very sharp, much sharper than you're thinking. One, she already knows that her daughter is caught up with a spirit. This is a discerning thing. And let me explain something to you. Not everybody knew what was going on. Jesus cast out a spirit. People didn't know they were spirits. 
So this woman already on top of the game, right? And then Jesus says to her that to children be filled first, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And it's really important to understand little dogs is not the same thing as disgusting wild dogs that the Jewish people would call the Gentiles. However, it still certainly comes off as a slight, right? That's not what happened. You want to know why? Because she picked up on it right away by her response. Okay, that's the key. She answered, yes, Lord. Now listen, this, you have to understand what's going on. Here's this woman. She's engaging with Jesus. She's looking for her daughter to be healed. Jesus goes, oh, now you know the rules. You know, we can't give it to them dirty. Okay, we're not a dirty. You, we can't give it to them pets. You know we can't do that because the children have to eat first. And she says, yes, Lord. See, this is where people are like, yes. What do you mean, yes? What does that mean? Ah, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the salvation from God to the Jew first and then to the Greek. And she understood that the gospel proclamation goes to the Jews first. And you can say, oh, that doesn't seem right. Too bad. God had the chosen people, the children of Israel. Jesus came. He even says, I've you know, come to, 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 to the children of Israel. The Gentiles enter into it as we get into the book of Acts. But in the beginning part of this, this is all a ministry to the Jewish people. And she knew it. And it's amazing because she goes, yes, Lord. I know. I know what's going on. It's got to be to the Jewish people. That's the little children. I get it. But even little children drop crumbs. And because they drop crumbs, there's stuff for some of us to eat. And it's just brilliant. And see, this is way beyond what people are thinking. Oh, it's insulting. It's degrading. It's just, oh, you people don't know anything. (laughs) Wrong, 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 wrong. Here it is. What Jesus is doing is drawing out from her one of the most triumphant statements of faith and acknowledgement of the sovereignty of God ever. The woman exhibits an understanding that there is uh, an implication that Jesus brings the gospel first to the covenant people, then to the other people. And she knew it. Jesus, I'm telling you, when I tell you she's a smart cookie, she's a smart cookie. She knew exactly what's going on. Yep, that's right. Yes, Lord. Yep, they got to get it first. Got to give that to the Jewish people. For, they're the covenant people. You made this covenant with Abraham. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob had like a bazillion kids. There it was. There's 12 tribes. Wow. Got to give it to them first. But even if that is the case, and it is the case because she said, yes, Lord, there's still a few things left over for the dogs under the table. That was so powerful. And you, when we get back, you're going to sit there and go, what? Here's another catch that we mostly miss in this text. That's why it's so great. This woman was insightful, spiritually discerning, and not deserved, but on the right track to receive the blessing of God. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been running. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? 
Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody looking. I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist Somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's, who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just, when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, that's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. Believers. And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here is your next trivia question. Who said, who said, we got to do a who, 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 who thing, right? Although we're almost out of these, but I'm just saying we can. Who said, certainly... This was a righteous man who said, certainly, this is a righteous man. If you're looking for a little bit of a reference point, Luke chapter 23 may help you on that. 
If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. It is here that we send you up to the website. We want you to check out the website. Don't forget the sorry God uh, thing that's on there that's really important. Uh, if you want to understand a little bit more about the Holy Spirit, and then don't forget more projects are coming, and then don't forget that's a place to give. And here, let me say this in the nicest way, we could use the giving. Awesome. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Okay, that was short. <laughs> I know, but I like you. Better be doing a long one tomorrow. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, ah, uh, you better be doing a long one tomorrow. Now you should do one that's like one tenth of a second, <laughs> like that. That'd be kind of funny. You wanna do that? I thought doctors had patience. Uh, I'm not a patient. I'm not a doctor. I don't have. Any I'm not a doctor yet. Are you going to be tomorrow? I don't know. I don't have the patience to find out. <laughs> oh, we're just rolling in this, right? I'll send you the bill. Okay. Uh, who said, certainly this was a righteous man? And this is in Luke 23. So you have to figure this is kind of towards the end, but before the res. So it's like, I'm trying to help you there. Uh, 23, Luke 23. If you can't find Luke 23, that'll help you. Uh, if you think you know 972-445-0770, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Let us, let us, let us do history. Let's go All right, a couple cool things on this history, I will say. Uh, number one, it is National Tape Measure Day, which <laughs> I don't know. What you, you have to have it, but it's like— it I needs, can take or leave them. Oh, my goodness. I'll have to evaluate the size of that later. Uh, shark Awareness Day. I like that. If you, uh, I've actually not run into a shark but saw a shark underwater when I was uh, scuba diving once. Didn't I'm run not into aware them. of sharks. I'm not, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> The, that or the San Jose Sharks. I'm not a fan. It just doesn't matter. Uh, here's the good one. National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Yeah. Yeah. I love macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni and cheese with bacon and onion. Okay. You ever heard that? It's just delicious. And I am that weird guy that likes macaroni and cheese with tuna fish. I just like That's it. That's good. I love it. It's like, I don't know. You don't put mayo in the cheese. Put the thing in. It's like, uh, a little tuna, a little bit of peas. Yeah. yeah there you go. All right. Although Noelle won't eat peas. You want to know why she won't eat peas? When she was younger, her dad was so committed to making their kids eat the vegetables that they had to stay at the at the table, right? Remember that whole thing? You have to stay at the table? She spent five or six nights in a row staying at the table for hours. She will not eat peas. We'll just leave it there. Okay. Uh, 1881, Billy the Kid was shot on this day. Uh, 1951, the
the first race, racehorse to win a million dollars or over a million dollars, earn a million dollars. Uh, citation becomes the, this is the first citation. There's another citation after that. And then this is a classic 1969 discontinued bills. The Department of Treasury and Federal Reserve System announced the currency notes and denominations 500, 1,000, 5,000, and 10,000 would be discontinued. The irony that they announced that in 1969 is the last time they were all printed was 1945. So it took them about yeah, 24 years to say, well, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> like. There's your government at work. There you go. All right. Uh, trivia question that we'll get into the teaching, and this is a really cool part of the teaching. Trivia question is, who said, Luke 23, uh, certainly this was a righteous man. Let's give props to Aunt Deb for <laughs> making the correction. Very good job. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-445. Okay, 972-445-0770. I'm tuning up for my uh, – for my defense four four five uh you can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three and then you can send an email david at he must increase dot org back to the text we go so here we've just kind of given you a, a glimpse a revelation actually as to what's really going on see if, when you look at things in scripture it's easy to put yourself uh, in the present day circumstance and not see all the little the nuances that are going on. It's easy to do that, but it's dangerous to do that because we miss something important. And that is this real exchange between Jesus and this woman is the affirmation that it goes to the Jew first and then to the Gentile, but that the Gentiles do get to receive. She actually does something that most people have never even seen or understood. She pre uh she pre-announces that the gospel's going to others without people even knowing it. This is like, oh, she, this lady, I'm telling you, she was smart. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of this gospel of Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, Jews first and then also Gentiles. The idea was that to, the, the, the proclamation for the Messiah was to go to the covenant people first. So when this lady is seeking, and this is why it's specific, specifically mentioned that she is uh, a Syrophoenician woman and that and that she's Greek. She's specifically telling you that she's not Jewish. That is exactly what's being said. But she's smart enough and discerning enough and in tune enough to go, yeah, you're right. I am not of the chosen. But I'd really prefer not to wait till Acts chapter 10. So I want some crumbs. <laughs> And so when she said, yes, Lord, that was the moment that she broke it. She broke through right there. She's like the first Gentile to go, ahem, ahem. Nobody on her behalf, remember for the for the other person that received healing, the, the centurion, he had Jewish people on his behalf, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. This lady's all on her own. Nobody's speaking for her. But she's sharp enough to know how to get in. So she goes, yeah, even the little dogs underneath the table. Uh, eat the children's crumbs. So well, this is what Jesus says. Then Jesus says to her, for this saying, go your way. <laughs> just stop. Stop right there because another element that's just huge. It's just huge. It's because she spoke her faith through the trial. Oh, yeah, Jesus was giving her the business on purpose. 
knowing what he was trying to pull out of her. He pulls it out of her, and then he, Jesus says to her, you know, you spoke the right way the whole way through. Good job. All yours. It's like, what? And you think in your mind, now that just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it's the right thing. This is the problem. The problem is that we think we know the best way to bring the faith out of people or the best way to do things. I, I'm going to go with God knows better than us how to bring out the right faith. I'm just going to I'm just going to stand in that and feel comfortable in that. And so what she does is she speaks after she acknowledges Israel first, she speaks her faith throughout the encounter. She does not move. In fact, she put her hope so high and so deep in Jesus, she was immovable. Now here's a thought. Cuz the last part's the best part. But here's a thought. How immovable is our faith? When we have a circumstance and we say, I believe, I believe the Lord will help me. Like, I got something going on tonight. I believe, I believe. But is it is it immovable faith? Or is it squishy, circumstantial, flowing up and down, not really that powerful faith? And that's a big difference. You know what she did throughout this whole ordeal? She didn't move her faith. She stayed steady. She wasn't detoured. She wasn't thrown off. She wasn't t- twisted. She didn't, get, she didn't have a little bee in her bonnet and then stomp away and go, I'm so offended. She did none of that. She said, yeah, I know the children of Israel got to have it first. But we're hanging around here. We want a little bit now. I know what's going to happen, but I need it now because my daughter's going through it now. And I'll just keep asking you until you give it to me now, Jesus. So you might as well give it to me now because I'm not going to quit asking you. So give it to me now. I want it right now. Jesus goes, okay. (laughs) And he loved it. You see, people think that that's offensive. Jesus loved this. And so he says to her, for this saying, go your way. Now, doesn't listen? Jesus doesn't go. It wasn't a demon, or it wasn't. A, she was spot on all the way through. Jesus says, "For this saying, go your way." The demons left. <laughs> like, wait, how do you get to say that from there? Wait a second, because you're talking about God. Oh, people get so squirmy when you say that, don't they? Too bad. And he said, ah, the demon's gone. It's already done. It's like, wait, you're standing right here. How did that happen? That's what happens when you're God. Okay? I will take our break and come back because the last part is the best part. We haven't got there yet. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. 
By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam, bam. All right. Uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is, and this is just too. F- and if you guys get offended at this, I, you know, take a take a week off the show. <laughs> uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled, and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached ten minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we forgot to answer the trivia question (laughs) because we are brilliant. Uh, So you know what? I'm going to keep the question going. How about that? There you go. Uh, The question. So, you know, we had a wonderful call uh, from Joanne, and she called and told us about uh, Queen Esther. Great job. Beautiful, she said. Beautiful, Queen Esther. And she was beautiful. Now, here's your opportunity to jump in on this question. The question is, who said certainly this was a righteous man? Certainly. Certainly. No, this was a right. He didn't say it that way. This was a righteous man. Who said that? Luke 23. If you think you know the answer, who said certainly this, is a right, this was a righteous man? See, now watch what I'm saying. Certainly this was a righteous man. 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Oh, boy. We've got it together. We're doing our best. And you have to love us. That's the best part about being a Christian. If you don't love me, you're in trouble. 
with, not with me, with God. I like that part. <laughs> okay. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? This will kind of save us from the situation, right? Okay. All right. Maybe. Okay. Great. All right. Uh, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Brother David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm doing great. I uh, appreciate your prayers. And uh, I, I love everybody in connection in the network. And uh, I am. Uh, I wanted to let you know that uh, everything's going good. Your prayers are affecting. Uh, so I thank you for that. You got it. We're never going to stop praying for you no matter what. So I just, I just know you know that we'll keep praying and keep praying. We'll keep annoying the Lord just the, just the way we're supposed to. <laughs> That's right. We gotta we gotta uh, help each other. We're all one, knitted to one and to the Spirit. So we don't want to give that up. Yep. Amen. All right. You're gonna. I got you. You're gonna answer the trivia question, right? You ready for this uh, one? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, uh, sir. Certainly, this was a righteous man. Who said that? Uh, one of those soldier centurions at the cross where he's crucified. Right? That is correct, sir! <laughs> he knew he was a righteous man. He said, certainly, this was a righteous man. Amazingly, he actually made a confession of faith and acknowledged that in that circumstance, seeing the death of Christ, which tells you that people can see and understand or hear about the death of Christ and get the understanding of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's amazing that he communicated that. Gotta go, David. Thank you, guys. Y'all hang in there, all right? All right. God bless, brother. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job, my brother. Sorry, so let's do our DNA. All right. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily, David. Daily. Every day. Even on a day where you forget to do it in the second segment, so you have to do it in the sixth segment, you still have to remember to do daily. Draw closer to the Lord daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Or I'll be ashamed of you. And then A, always be ready to serve. That means you are ready to serve. You know what that means? You're ready, right? On your mark, get set. It's just like, I'm ready. Okay. So you're ready to serve. You're ready to be sensitive to the Lord. And you're aware of other people and their universe. And I can tell you right now, just, I know you guys are listening to me. I know people are listening to me right now. I really need to hear this. When you get involved in other people's lives and take on their burdens, your burdens lose their power to be so overwhelming. It's just a reality. Not going to change it. It's uh, And I'm not talking about heavy duty. I'm just talking about stressors and all these kinds of just like pff, calm down. Get involved with some other people. That will really help you. Okay? That's good. All right. Is there anything else we have left on the table? Kevin, Chris, and I are checking with one another because we both forgot like five things. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just one of those days. All right. Let's go to the end of the text. And this last part is, I think, is the best part. Okay? And this will be – this is kind of a key component to the whole thing. So verse 24, from uh, there Jesus arose and went to the region of Tyre and Son. He entered the house. He wanted no one to know, uh, but he could not be hidden. So he didn't get what he wanted. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. And the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first. 
That's another thing. Jesus even says first. He's kind of, I don't know if he gave the clue, but so for, for us to understand. Uh, for it is not good to take children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord. Yet even little dogs underneath the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. Okay, that's, we got that. Okay, got all those components. And we understand that even though he was calling her pet and not calling her a dog, the typical way, she knew what was going on, that it had to go to the children of Israel first, the people of the covenant, but that the... the and she didn't. I'm saying this in the nicest way. She didn't want to wait for Acts chapter 10. She wanted the healing for her daughter then, which would have put her up about three years or two and a half. I think it's about two years earlier. She didn't want to wait around. <laughs> Who can blame her? So the bottom, and she's there on her own. She's making the petition. So Jesus says, Go. It's, got, it's done, which, of course, is amazing because it shows you, oh, how could he possibly know that a demon has departed from her daughter? Wait, wait, wait far away and not be even present there or nothing, you know, because everybody makes a big difference. Jesus is like, gone. <laughs> it's like, what? So just think about the power of Jesus. Gone. Done. Right? Verse 30. And when she came to her house, she found the demon had gone out of her daughter lying on the bed. So here's what I want you to catch because it seems like such a little thing. Like, oh, well, that's cool. No, wait. Jesus told her What? For this saying, go your way, for the demon has gone out of your daughter. What did the lady do when Jesus said, go your way? Ready? Here it is. Ready? She left in faith. She didn't just go. She left believing because she would have kept pursuing him if she didn't think she was going to get what she wanted because she was annoying <laughs> to say the nicest way and she left with a faith this gonna happen and i, I just telling you there's no question she left in faith she, she when she came back to the house she found this the demon gone out of her diet lying on the bed she got exactly what she's pursued for she left jesus jesus says done she was going to believe jesus at his word she was going to get the great crumbs that come even though she's not jewish she's not a covenant person nobody's speaking on her behalf she's going to get it early she's actually going to be one of the people that breaches that breaches the process of thinking this is only to jews because she's getting it as a gentile she's a forerunner to acts chapter 10 and the outpouring of the holy spirit where the lord tells peter to go kill eat and, blah, 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 and just like expand the gospel it's time to go on she gets a foretaste she will, she is, I just want you to catch this. Not only is she not insulted the way we think of insults, she's immortalized by Jesus for being a discerning, smart cookie who knew what was going on and knew that the covenant people had to get it first, but was just looking for a little piece for her daughter. It's like, wow. Now you think of this woman as not some poor, like, schleppy woman. It's like, no, it's like, she's on target, man. She, she was really, she knew what was going on. She was a wise person in the way that she handled it. And she spoke her faith. And even though she understood the gospel goes to the Jew. And let me explain something to you, because I'm Jewish and most of you are not, or 99.9% .9 of you are not, or maybe 100%, I don't know. 
It's not, it's not an insult to say that it goes to the Jews first. God is fulfilling his covenant to Abraham. He's fulfilling his commitment to Abraham by go, bringing the gospel to the Jewish people. That's part of it, right? That's part of the Melchizedek process, right? We talk about that on Fridays. And but doesn't, the gospel doesn't stop there because it starts in Jerusalem, right? Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the parts of the earth. Starts in Jerusalem. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But what Jesus does is he he speaks in such a way she walks away going, got it. I got what I wanted. And the Lord gave it to her. And the Lord was kind in giving it to her and gracious to her. And then Jesus, because she's in a gospel, in more than one gospel, is immortalizes her. I have a, a message for those who think she's insulted. She's in heaven right now, most likely with her daughter. And she's not feeling one ounce bad. <laughs> just like, uh, you see her in heaven, she's going to go, I'm in a gospel. Are you? <laughs> wow. She nailed it. And we should be blessed that she did that persistence of faith. And she showed that attitude. And she even agreed with Jesus. Oh, wait. Imagine Christians agreeing with Jesus. What a thought. She said, yes, Lord. But even with that in play, you know, we can still get something out of this. And Jesus is like, you're, that's solid. You're done. Taken care of. She leaves in faith. When you walk away from your encounter, from your prayer, from your time with the Lord, walk away having faith. And then when you get to the end of the situation, you'll see the result you were seeking the Lord for. Especially when it comes to a manifestation of his compassion and wisdom. It's like, okay. All good, all the time. Okay? All right. Uh, we're done here for today. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.